This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome to the Friday edition of Game Misconduct. I am Don LaGreca. Let's get to it. 12 games last night. I guess we could start with the Rangers. Significant win for them. Two in a row now. And you go back to the third period comeback against Vegas. And you start to now fantasize, if you're a Ranger fan, that maybe that was the turning point of their season. And then they go to Tampa, the best team in the NHL, beat them in overtime 2-1, to one, thrilling overtime goal by J.T. Miller. But really the performance of the team as a whole was really start to finish terrific. And they put a lot of pressure on Vasilevsky, who was really good last night. And the Rangers get the first goal of the game, which is always very important. Uh, they survive the tire. They win it in overtime. And at this particular point, you don't care that another Eastern Conference team got a point. You just want to win a couple in a row. Now you got a Florida team that seems to be a mess with their goaltending on Saturday. Chance now to win three in a row. And then you come back home for Columbus on Monday. You owe them for a loss back in Columbus earlier in the year. And then maybe you could start to feel something. Kreider gets a goal. Miller gets a goal. Lundquist was really on point last night so you couldn't have felt great going into that game considering how well Tampa was playing and the Rangers get their first victory on the road this season in four tries with the two to one victory tough one for the Islanders in Washington they really played a great game last night hanging with the uh with this team, uh, the Washington Capitals. Tavares gets his 12th of the year, but it was really uh, the Lars Eller show. After Anders Lee tied the game up midway through the third period, it would be uh, Lars Eller that would get the, his second goal of the game, the game winner, and the killer as it comes late, right? You, you hate to see those goals with like three minutes to go in the game. Islanders were that close to getting a point. But a tough one for them as Washington wins by the final score of 4-3. to three. I guess the other disappointing thing is that Washington scored four goals on just 19 shots. That's certainly not what you want to see if you're an Islander fan. That You want to see better goaltending than that. Yaroslav Halak should not give up four goals on 19 shots, although some of it was pretty high quality, including the game winner by Eller. But the Caps end up winning 4-3. to three. Uh, Back to normal for the Montreal Canadiens. They get blasted 6-3. to three. And Price looked like he was starting to play a little bit better. But I have to wonder right now about Carey Price. It's a fait accompli, right? Whenever you open up the hockey news, whenever you put on Hockey Night in Canada, maybe it's a Canadian-driven thing because he plays in Canada and he is Canadian. He kind of covers, checks all the boxes, right? He plays for Montreal, but he's from Western Canada. So he, I can understand people being behind Carey Price. He is a fabulous goaltender. But the theme seems to be that he's the best goaltender in the NHL. And I look at Montreal. I don't think they're making the playoffs. I don't think they have a ton of talent. But what I'd like to see from Price is to steal games, their team's not that good. But the one thing that should not happen, if you're the Montreal Canadiens, is lose games because your goaltender isn't good enough. You should be winning games because of your goaltender. Your goaltender should be losing games because the guys in front of them aren't very good. But this whole narrative of Price being the best goaltender in the NHL, and then you see nights like last night where you've got Minnesota that's not known as a great goal-scoring team. I mean, they're solid, but to put up six and you're down 3 nothing in the first period, um, I don't think this team is very good. But it, it, am I wrong to be asking more from Carey Price? Am I? I mean, we're talking the best goaltender in the NHL. That's all we have, the best goaltender, Carey Price, cover of every – hockey magazine there is. Carey Price this, Carey Price that. I'm not going to kill him for not winning a cup, 
because it's it's tough to win a cup, but it's not just about a goaltender. But here is a season where the team seems to be limited, especially offensively, and too many times this year we've said Carey Price wasn't very good. So if he's the best goaltender in the NHL, is it that wrong to think that, hey, occasionally steal some games, keep them alive because of their goaltending? That's all I heard from people when I predicted Montreal to miss the playoffs. How can you say that? Carey Price the best goaltender in the NHL. All right, he's the best goaltender in the NHL, but he is not playing like that, so that's a bit of a problem. Speaking of problems, we mentioned that Vegas coming out east was going to be a test, and so far, not great. A couple of one-goal losses, a couple of games they could have very easily won. Technically, the Ranger game was not a one-goal loss, but the sixth goal was on an empty net. 0-3 so far. Lose to the Islanders, lose to the Rangers, they lose to the Bruins last night. That's a cup, a cup one. Uh, Corrali gets the game when a goal midway through the third period for Boston. So a tough one. Legacy's been great. He had a couple of great saves last night. I thought he was stupendous in the second period against the Rangers of Madison Square Garden, but teams coming back down to earth a little bit. This road trip has exposed them. They're still 8-4. and four. Very good hockey team, but not surprising that Vegas has come back down to earth. Ottawa wins for the first time in three, a 3-1 three to one victory over, over Detroit. Uh, Carlson now has 12 assists in the eight games that he has played. He is just a tremendous defenseman, offensively and defensively. And he is definitely one of those players that just kind of captivate you. Stone gets his 100th uh, career point in Ottawa's 3-1 to one win. Florida needs goaltending. Uh, they picked up Niemi after the injury to Luongo. Reimer hasn't been very good. Niemi's been um, not very good. And Columbus puts up a seven spot on the Florida Panthers. Keep an eye on Columbus. They had 40 shots on goal, so it's not just the goaltending. Although you shouldn't give up seven shots on uh, seven goals on 40 shots. But you know, Florida's struggling right now. Trocek is by far their best player. But they're just not getting the goaltending right now. And Columbus certainly took advantage of it. And Boone Jenner had three assists in this game. And keep an eye on him. He always seems to be hurt, but when healthy, he really rounds out the Blue Jackets roster. So he had three points last night in the 7-3 to victory, and I will see Florida tomorrow. I'll be calling that game between the Rangers and the Panthers, kind of get a first-hand look on what's happening with the Panthers there. And also, I'll be very interested to see how many Ranger fans are going to be in that building on Saturday because, again, attendance continues uh, to be a problem with the Panthers. And I get it. The team isn't very good. These games are during the week and all that. And maybe the Columbus Blue Jackets are not that sexy of an opponent, uh, but the attendance just continues to be a problem. Again, under 10,000 last night at 9,300. And when you see markets thirsting for NHL hockey, Seattle, Quebec City, you just wonder – how much uh, can we really rely upon the Panthers sticking there, or should they stick there? Something we can investigate there in the year. Really good win for Philadelphia, right? They have the they have they get shut out the night before against Chicago. They go to St. Louis, one of the best teams in the NHL, and they win by the final score uh, of two nothing. That's a that's a nice that's a really nice win. Manning gets a goal. Uh, Giroux gets a goal. St. Louis had thirty three shots on goal in defeat in this one, but the story of the game is Michael Neuwirth, as he picks up the shutout, really stabilizes things for Philadelphia. That's a nice win for Philly, a nice bounce-back win. Winnipeg with a 5-2 to two win over Dallas. Mark Shifley's got his parents in the building, and what does Shifley do? He picks up a hat trick, and if you haven't seen the highlights, take a look at the Patrick Line goal, his fifth of the season, just a laser beam in Winnipeg's win. How about Colorado? I mean, I was ready to leave him for dead. They got off to the great start. They started... Uh, to fall apart. They win over Carolina 5-3. to three. But before you start saying, what's wrong with Carolina? 
They had 60 shots on goal last night. 6-0. I mean, how often do you see that in a game? You know, maybe you see it in the playoffs if there's a couple of overtimes. Maybe you see it now with the three-on-three overtime where you might get a lot of extra shots if the game goes to overtime. But how often do you see in regulation a team pick up 60 shots on goal? Simeon Varlamov wins the game with 57 saves. Just unbelievable. So it's really difficult to analyze what's wrong with Carolina. You put up 60 shots on goal. I'm telling you, 99.9% of the time you're probably going to win the game. Not last night at the Pepsi Center. Pittsburgh continues to struggle in the second of back-to-backs, although this time they didn't give up a ton of goals. They lose to the Calgary Flames. The final score there was 2-1. to one. Giordano gets the game-winning goal in overtime, and Monahan continues to have a breakout season for the Flames as he picked up uh, his seventh goal of the season. Buffalo and Arizona, don't want to spend a lot of time on this one. I'll just tell you that with less than eight minutes to play, Buffalo had a 5-1 to one lead. Arizona fights back to make it 5-4. They come up short. Arizona, they were the first, They were the last team to win a game. They are also the only team to not win a game at home so far this season. And the Los Angeles Kings continue to march on with a 5-3 to three victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Jonathan Quick has been just tremendous for the Los Angeles Kings. This is a rough Road trip for the um, for the Maple Leafs as they drop two out of three. Uh, Camilleri's trying to have a resurgence with three. You know, Toffoli's been great for the Kings as he picked up a couple of goals, number seven and eight on the season. And Austin Matthews in the loss picks up not only his tenth goal of the year but his first ever penalty shot goal. So congratulations to him on that. All right, let's take a look at my top five teams in the National Hockey League. Don LaGreca's Friday Top Five. Always anticipated, always criticized. Everybody's got their own thoughts on who should be the top five teams in the National Hockey League, but I am going to start from the bottom. Here is number five. Number five. I'm going to go with the St. Louis Blues. Tough loss last night. They did get 33 shots on goal. Goal differential of a plus 12, which is outstanding. Uh, the St. Louis Blues have also done a terrific job at home. They are 5-1-0. Not bad at all on the road at 5-2-0, but I think they've played a lot of games, 14, but one of only two teams, now three, with 10 victories on the season. I'm going to go with the St. Louis Blues with uh, Schwartz having a great season for them just all around. I think the Blues are a top-five team. They are number five. Now, number four. Number four. Got to go with the New Jersey Devils. Devils got to clean it up defensively a little bit. You've seen them win games because they let teams back in. Ottawa, remember, gave up a couple of goals in the final minute. They won that game in the shootout. But I like the way Corey Schneider is playing. The kids are continuing to contribute, and they've only lost two games this year. 18 points plus 11 goal differential. They've been outstanding on the road, a perfect 5-0. and When you consider last year, they struggled mightily just to get their first win. It was like deep into November when they got their first win on the road last year. Now they're a perfect 5-0. and Not a perfect team by any stretch of the imagination, but they are definitely a team to be considered. Also, think of this. For all the cups and all the great regular seasons the Devils had with Marty Brodeur, with Stevens, with Niedemeyer, with Eliash, this is the best start in franchise history. I have the Devils at number four. Now it's time for number three. Number three. 
I am going to go with the Columbus Blue Jackets. They're very quiet, right? They they don't make anybody think that they are one of the dominant teams in the league. But 9-4-0, 18 points. Boone Jenner is back and healthy. Bobrovsky is playing well. I like what Dubinsky has done for them. Uh, just a good all-around team. The Panarin deal has worked for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Tortorella's got them playing solid hockey. you got to like what the Columbus Blue Jackets are doing right now. They've got a goal differential of plus 11. They're just as good at home as they are on the road. They've won seven of their last ten games. The Columbus Blue Jackets are number three. And now number two. Number two. I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Lightning. They could have been number one, but they did lose last night. But still, they've been stellar. Just two losses in regulation this year. What can you say about Kucherov leading the league in goals? Stamkos has been tremendous for them. Hedman has been great on the blue line, scoring and defending. Uh, they've gotten great goaltending from Vasilevsky. Probably the one guy you don't think about for a possibility for a Vesna trophy. He has got the Tampa Bay Lightning at 10-2-2 on the season, 22 points, the most in the National Hockey League, an impressive plus-18 goal differential, and just two losses in regulation, one at home, one on the road, the Tampa Bay Lightning at number two. So that leaves us with just number one. Number one. Los Angeles Kings right now, 10-2-1. They're also the only team with two losses in regulation this season. They've got a goal differential of a plus 19, which is the best in the National Hockey League. They are perfect at home. Well, not perfect, 5-0-1. They have yet to lose in regulation at home. And Jonathan Quick is also a Vesna Trophy candidate. I've got the Los Angeles Kings at number one in the National Hockey League. All right, well, that's our top five for the week. What says you? Let's go to your tweets at Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct. And let's get this started right away. And you're also welcome, if you like, to be able to give your top five as well. Ryan says, tough loss for the Islanders last night. Team played strong. Halak had a very poor outing. Trend, uh, tending isn't oh, usually this poor. I, I like Halak more than I do Grice. But Halak does have hiccups like this. But you're right. From a team standpoint, I think they did everything you need to do. You walk into Washington with one thing and one thing only in mind, and that is to score goals because you know Washington's going to get theirs with their elite offense. And you go out there and you score three goals and you play the way that you played, you have to have your goaltender make a big stop. And to give up four goals on 19 shots, that's just not the way you design it. They played well defensively. They played well offensively. They didn't get the goaltending, and that's why they lost, and it's got to frustrate you. Chris says, here's his top five. He's got St. Louis, New Jersey, Tampa, Los Angeles, and Columbus. Uh, We pretty much had it, but not in the exact same order. Devils beat Tampa. That's why I have them ahead. But the glass is thin. Well, I don't get into who beat who because... You know that's a that's a it, it's a dangerous thing to get into. Just overall, I think the Lightning have been more impressive with the way they've scored goals. I think they're a little tighter defensively, but certainly it's nitpicking. We have the same five, but not necessarily in that order. Forever TH says, curious what the Leafs can do to get out of this slump. Seems like some of the big offensive stars are slumping. Yeah, Marner needs to do a better job. I mean, Matthew's got 10 goals. Nylander, you got a lot of good players there offensively, but um, you're not going to score every single night. You would like to get a little bit better goaltending. I know they ended up going with McElhaney last night, and that's a tough spot for a kid uh, to play. But, you know, it's the second of back-to-backs. They're on the West Coast. I wouldn't worry too much about the Los Angeles Kings offense. To me, the the, the concern is always going to be the goaltending and the defense. Lou Lamarillo will figure both of those things out. Um, I would think 
during the course of the season. Maybe not find the goaltender per se, but if the if the Leafs are going to make a deal, I, I like the fact that it's Lou Lamorello making the decisions there with Brendan Shanahan. They will find somebody on defense. Chris brings up a great point. Broboloff of the Philadelphia Flyers, three minute and 17 second shift in the second period for the Flyers last night, including four blocks. How respected is he in the NHL? Whenever I do a Flyer game, whenever I talk about the Flyers, all they do is talk about this kid. This kid is going to be an absolute stud. Gosta Spare gets a lot of the talk because he's probably better offensively. But Provorov is going to be one of those elite defensemen. And if you have a, a, a really shut down blue liner and then you have Gosta Spare offensively, that's got to be make you feel real good if you're a Philadelphia Flyer fan to have that kind <laughs> of a combination on your blue line. But believe me, he is very well respected around the National Hockey League. James asks a very interesting question. Between the Rangers, Devils, and Islanders, which three teams will win the Cup first? Wow. It's tough because I don't think any of them are really that close. I mean, technically, I guess you could say the Rangers might be the closest because of who they have in goal and how they've been banging on the door lately. (sighs) Wow. So tough to answer that question because I don't know if the Rangers are equipped right now to do it. You feel like, don't you feel like looking at the Rangers like they were, they're they're starting to slip farther and farther away from that? It's It's so tough to tell with the two other teams, right? Because. Is Tavares going to stay? If you tell me Tavares is going to stay, then, then then the Islanders have to be in the conversation. But do, does does the combination of Grice and Halak feel like you can win a cup? Um, do they have the blue line to win? It just seems like they're very top-heavy with Letty and Boychuk. We've talked about that before. And the Devils, they're so young. Well, what direction is this team going to go? You know, Butcher's young and and, and Brad and uh, Heeshear. I mean, they got so many young players and Corey Schneider is you know still fairly young. God, it's an it's an excellent question. I don't know. I, I can you say the Rangers just because they seem to be built to be a little closer, and if they can get into the playoffs, they can make a run. I don't know if the Devils can do it this year. If you tell me that the Cup is going to be won in five years, then I would say it's New Jersey. If you tell me the Cup's going to be won next year, then it's probably going to be the Rangers just because of what the, the veterans they have on the team. But, James, I, I wish I could be more definitive, but it's an excellent question. I'd love to get your opinion on it. Tweet me back later and tell me who you think of the three's got the best chance. Jake asks, hi, Don, who is the early Vesna Trophy winner? Well, I mentioned it in my top five, uh, but I think Jonathan Quick right now, bounce back type of season for him and I think he's got the inside track. We still got a long way to go, but as far as the way you know the elite teams are playing right now, you're getting great goaltending from Allen. You're getting great goaltending from Vasilevsky. Um, there's some really good stories out there from the goaltending, and also some really ugly stories with the goaltending. But you know, Jonathan Quick would be my pick right now. Uh, Eric Frick says, "Donnie, enjoy the podcast. Big Rangers fan. Much needed win last night." But how does how good is Vasilevsky, best young goaltender in the NHL? He's right up there. He is a very, very good goaltender. He's got a great team in front of him. I mean, that's certainly going to help. But, you know, Vasilevsky, like I said, I think he's in the conversation for the Vesna, and he is a terrific goaltender. He is one of the reasons that Ben Bishop right now is not a member of um, – the Tampa Bay Lightning because they really believe the Vasilevsky was going to be a special player. The Hockey 411, haven't you heard from you in a while, uh, have the Winnipeg Jets, hashtag go Jets go, finally taken the next step. Are they a legitimate team this year? Well, let's see. I mean, they got Mason in goal, which I like, and Hullabuck's played a little bit and played well. Um, Shifley, huge. 
Line A, huge. A uh, little help on the blue line wouldn't be too bad, but maybe this is the breakout year for them. I, I think I'd like to see them be a playoff team. I didn't have them be a playoff team, but those young players have to grow, and I like the way Shifley's becoming a major player. Mark, do you think the Rangers finally figured it out? Stay well, Don. Okay, well, thank you, Mark. We'll see. There's still some time left, but we always look for turning points, right? Like, you think the championship DVD, what's the moment where they say the season turned around? That third period against Vegas is kind of looming as maybe that bookmark of where it all came together. I'll have to wait and see. Uh, Kevin Fritz says his top five is one Tampa, two St. Louis, three Los Angeles, four Winnipeg, and five New Jersey. Very interesting. Uh, guy says, who said low-scoring games are not exciting? Great win for the Rangers. It was a lunch-pail win, grinding, chippy hockey, absolutely no question. That was exactly how they needed to win last night, and I thought it was a very solid victory. Five-minute major, thoughts on the new USA Olympic hockey jerseys. There's a poll on my Twitter page. Fans really don't like it. I don't like any of the new jerseys, to be honest with you. I'm going to take a look because you said you put it on your Twitter page. I haven't seen the jersey yet. I'm going to take a look at it, and I'll have an answer for you on Monday. But I don't know. Everybody wants these new jerseys. I've never been a fan of most of them. But I will take a look, and I'll have um, have an answer for you. Uh, Forrest says, hey, Don, how about the uh, video tribute that the San Jose Sharks played for Marlowe before the Tampa Bay game? Uh, is it in your top five? From an emotional standpoint, it certainly was. Um, I thought you know, San Jose, and I've said this before, I think they're a top-flight organization that handle things tremendously. And I was very curious to see how Marlowe would be received by the Shark fans because, like I said, it wasn't a honeymoon there. He was always rumored to get traded, captaincy taken away. I mean, there was a lot of rocky road, but the fact is is he's a Hall of Famer. He's going to go into the Hall of Fame known mo- mostly as a San Jose Shark. That's even if he ends up winning with the Toronto Maple Leafs, he'll always be a, a Shark. Uh, so... Uh, I thought that that was handled uh, terrifically. You know, Rangers put on great shows. Montreal's over the top with their shows, but San Jose should be really proud of what they did. New York Ranger fanatic. It really sounds like the Rangers played a complete 60-minute game against the Lightning, plus overtime. It was their first complete 60-minute game of the year, and it was absolutely tremendous. And i am also got a tweet here about um, Kenny and Dave and their call from NYR Fantastic. Uh, RJ, back at the studio, do we have the game-winning goal from Kenny last night on the JT Miller goal? Maybe we need to uh, to analyze this and review this. I know it's a quick turnaround for you. You weren't expecting me to ask you this, but RJ, do you have the Kenny Albert uh, JT Miller goal? Drops it off for JT Miller with speed into the Tampa Bay zone. Miller ducks to the net. He shoots. He scores! JT Miller wins it for the Rangers in overtime. That was very good. I didn't know if maybe Dave stepped on him. Can we play it again? RJ, what do you think? When you hear Kenny say score, is Dave in the background saying something? Drops it off for JT Miller with speed into the Tampa Bay zone. Miller cuts to the net. He shoots. He scores. Let's bring in RJ. RJ, do you think that that score that Dave was said something in the background? or that is that just Kenny going stronger with score? 
or was that deeper because Dave was also saying something? No, I think that was legitimately just Kenny. I didn't hear anything from Dave. Yeah. I think you guys huh. made him feel so badly on the K show that he's afraid Maybe. to speak at all. <laughs> I don't know. If you, if you listen outside of New York, uh, I don't have any problem with it whatsoever. But some of my calls Dave has stepped on because he gets so excited that the Rangers score a big goal. And Mike Michael K, who I do the show with, always kills um, Dave for doing that. And I thought what a New York Ranger fanatic was going to say was that um, Dave did it again. But no, I, I'm with you, RJ. I think that that was just a clean Kenny call. Here comes Latang in a glove! <laughs> and then, of course, I don't know if you have available the um, the Grabner goal against Columbus. That That's the all-time Dave step move, which I still think is fantastic. But that's the one that uh, I uh, – that, Dave continually gets killed by Michael K for. So I don't know if you have that, RJ. I know that's deep into the archives, but I think that's the classic. The people people were still analyzing that one, right? RJ wondering if that was me with the call, but it was actually Dave that accentuated it, making it seem like that I kind of lost my voice. But. Here come the New York Rangers! It's Grabner alone! Grabner! Yeah! <laughs> Michael Grabner! 16 points! So, no Dave last night on what was a very uh, big goal last night. So, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> but, I, listen, I love Dave, so I will never, ever, ever, ever complain that he does that. And I think the fans love it, too. Uh, Ian says, think Penguins better result than previous second game due to uh, Penguins or Flames? Oh, that's a good question. Like, oh, listen, the Penguins figured it out. Um, but the Flames, the Flames are... When you look at the teams, like you look at Winnipeg, right? I mean, is that that big of a difference between the Jets and the Flames? And you saw the Winnipeg put up a seven spot against Pittsburgh in the second of back-to-back. So I'm going to go under the assumption that it wasn't the Flames not taking advantage. I think it's more Pittsburgh maybe starting to figure it out a little bit and certainly having something a little bit better in goal. Uh, Dante says, with back-to-back wins against the red-hot Vegas Golden Knights and league-best Tampa, are we seeing the Rangers revive their season, or are these wins just flukes? We will see the Rangers continue to struggle. No, they're not. Last night was no fluke. Last night was a complete effort. And they have at times played to a level where you think that they're one of the better teams in the league. They just have not been able to put it together for 60 minutes. And they put it together for 60 minutes and beat the best team in the National Hockey League, or at least... The second best, according to me, with my top five in their own building. So, and to get their first road victory of the season. But in sports, it's not about an isolated game. It's not a lot about an isolated week or a month. It's about the long-term sustainability of what you do. So we'll see if that continues. You got to win the game against the Panthers, right? They're reeling. Their goaltending has been terrible. I'm sure there's going to be more Ranger fans in that building than Panther fans. So then you get a third consecutive win, and then you tackle next week when you've got the Blue Jackets, you got the Bruins. And you've got the Edmonton Oilers coming to town. All three of those games at Madison Square Garden. So we'll see if the Rangers have indeed turned the corner. All right, this is a fun week. Thanks for everybody participating uh, in game misconduct. You can get in touch with me throughout the weekend at Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct. We'll be back on Monday. EJ Raddick will be our special guest as he is every Monday to recap the weekend. So everybody have a safe and fun weekend as we get closer and closer to Thanksgiving. And what do we always say about Thanksgiving? If you're in the playoffs come Thanksgiving, your percentages of making the playoffs are tremendous. 
So we'll see if the teams, as we get closer, can sustain what they've done or try to turn it around. So it should be a lot of fun. And, and again, thoughts and prayers go to R.J. Santillo for his Sabres. They finally win a game last night, and still he had to struggle to watch them almost blow a 5-1 to one lead. But he hasn't given up on the team yet, but we will send alerts out to everybody who follows game misconduct the day that R.J. gives up on his team officially. So have some fun this weekend. We'll be back with you again on Monday. This was the Friday edition of Game Misconduct. Thanks for listening to the Game Misconduct Podcast. Looking for more Don LaGreca? Hear him on the Michael K. Show weekdays from 3 to 7 p.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York and worldwide on the ESPN app. And don't forget to subscribe to the Game Misconduct Podcast on the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.